Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go, Devils! You know Danico's a liar. It's not Chris, Dan, Bob, and Tony. It's just Chris, Bob, and Tony. There's no Dan tonight. So, Dan is, uh, I think it is his anniversary this evening, so him yeah. and his bride uh, may be going out, or he might be hopping on the next couple of minutes because, you know, they got into an argument about where they were going to go. So, either one. Um, but, we're here. Where do you with, go for your anniversary now, right? After, you guys, how long have you been married for? 15 years. Just at my anniversary. 15 years uh, last month. And Bobby, what about you? It's 16. Yeah. Jesus Christ, I'm at four, but you know, we actually we just went to the movies for the first time in four years. I was telling Chris we went to go see the new John Wick movie. It was the first time in movies in four years, dude. I didn't fall asleep, so it worked out well. well. That's good. Uh, yeah, you know. I've been married uh yeah, fifteen years, a long time. Today I spent the day at the orthopedic because uh my daughter broke her foot. Uh getting out of bed. Yeah. Only my daughter, who's as clumsy as clumsy can be, broke her foot getting out of bed. Oh, you got a fifty five year old um, daughter? I know, right? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So so she's in her, her walking boot for the next eight weeks. So that's fun. Other oh. than that, that was my, my fun day off, just enjoying this beautiful seventy plus degrees today. I mean it was absolutely beautiful out today. It is snowing outside. Is it really snowing yeah, there? It is. That's it was actually spring-like a couple days ago. Woke up this morning and it was snow and it was total buzzkill, man. Yeah, it's this uh, time of year though is perfect. Like I will take today's weather any day. I got my new hammock coming tomorrow. I'm happy. You know, nice. Spend. Uh, what are you guys doing for Easter? Anybody have any big plans? Anything special? Uh, no. well, I got my wife and kids are going to her, her families, and I'm, I hope they don't listen to this. And I'm not going. I got away with not going, and I'm going to stay home and record. My so I'm a for me, it's a total chill day, empty okay, house. Okay, so I see you're spending Easter with the family. That's nice. Um, <laughs> what, about you, what about you, Bobby? You doing anything for Easter? Well, yeah, I just realized that when we were talking about our upcoming schedule, that might be a conflict. I'm actually going to be very close to you, visiting the old man. Not you. <laughs> the ugly one. <laughs> oh, you're going to be uh, down. You're going to be uh, down in Jersey. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be down Saturday night into Sunday afternoon, leaving right after Easter dinner. So I have a pretty tight schedule, and I don't get down there more than you know six, seven times a year now to see the old man. So uh, we'll have to talk about it off air. Okay, that works. Well, you know, I mean, how's your do... old man doing, Bobby? Really fast. I, I have thought about him. I doing good. He's kicking. He's still working. Yeah. Keeping him going. Yeah, doing well. Hell yeah. So we got two games since uh, we last did a show, right? So Saturday was Chicago, uh, you know, 6-3, to three, I believe, was the, the, yes. the score on that, right? And, yes. I mean, what can you say about that game? It was uh, exactly how you expect at this point in the season with these two teams in the standings and where they are, that's exactly what you expect to happen, right? The Devils should go into there and they should wipe the floor with them and play a flawless game. All, you know, everybody on the ice, defensive forwards, being responsible, doing their thing. Blackwood making some good saves, uh, doing his job. And you go in businessman, businesslike, in, out, 6-3 win, and you're on the plane uh, for your next game. I thought that it was just a perfect game it was a a game that you can i think probably classify it as a trap game and the devils never let it get there they just completely handled their business and it was uh exactly like i said the result that you would have expected that you would want that you know anybody looking at this this game going in that maybe doesn't know anything about hockey but just kind of looks at these two teams and where they are in the standings you say yeah that jersey team should kick the shit out of them and we did so i was happy about that so, thoughts about the, the Chicago game. What do you guys think? Bobby, go ahead. You can go first. Uh, I agree with most of what you said. I, I think the only reason it looks good is because of the time of year. I know it's going to be hard for the Devils to get up for some games. Chicago's got nothing to lose. Um, I thought it was a little sloppy in the beginning, to be honest I with agree. you. I, mean, I, I think, you know, if you say 6-3 is an ass-whooping the same way that 3 nothing is, I guess you're right. But I wasn't really happy with three goals. Maybe that's Blackwood. Maybe, oh. uh, yeah, I just, I didn't, it didn't feel to me, again, I just wanted to see the team 
buckle down for what they're about to head into. And I know that can't happen for all these games. So did I expect a game like this? Yeah, kind of a lot of goals going back and forth to be done. Um, but I wasn't happy necessarily with the complete way they played. I, I mean, with Blackwood and Net, and knowing you know going into that game, knowing that he was going to be in there, I'm I was totally uh, you know you see this team sometimes having these you know little slow starts, and yeah, they were a little slow start in the beginning. Uh, but I thought that there was never, even when the game was close in the beginning, in my opinion, there was never any doubt. There was, like, you just watched that game, and it wasn't like the Devils were doing things like, you know, we can, we'll can we talk about in the, the Winnipeg game, but they weren't doing things that you were just like, man, they're going to, this is going to bite them in the ass, and if they don't clean this up or whatever, like, yeah, they had a few little miscues, but I think when it comes to, like, the game, as far as being in doubt, it never was. I just thought that there was, uh, you know, they were clearly the better team on the ice from Jump Street on. Um, and, you know, and Chicago, look, Chicago's going to be a very good team. There's a, a handful of teams in the next couple of years that I think you got to watch out for. The same way teams were talking about the Devils last year, two years ago, watch out for them. Chicago's one of them. Chicago, Buffalo, Ottawa, Detroit, watch out for those four. Um, Dan, uh, Dan uh, other Dan, Tony. What? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Go ahead, buddy, um, please. I'm going to uh, agree with Bobby, actually, and part of that, because I was actually disappointed with that Devils game in the first half of it. I thought that I thought that we let – I, was, I wasn't worried that we were going to lose the game, but I, I just was not – I didn't think we really were that impressive in the beginning. I thought Blackwood – you know, I know I stick up for him sometimes, but giving up uh, three goals on 17 shots I wasn't too impressed with. I mean, and I know he's a backup, so I'm not going to take that too um, serious. Uh, you know – we were out hit again, uh, twenty-seven to fourteen. I didn't like that, but like you said, the second half of the game, I think the score is a little misleading how it went because I wasn't feeling. I know, Chris, when I was going back and forth with you, remember at first I was like, ah, you know, it's um, we're, we kind of play to our team's ability. It feels like this last two weeks. You're talking about the like opposition, this. right? Right. Yeah, right. Yes. I felt like yes. this at the beginning of that game, and I, um, you know, I think like I said, six to three, nice score, but I wasn't, you know, totally. Uh, Impressed Any, with the game. Like anytime you can put six up uh, against a, a professional hockey team in the NHL, you're doing something right. But the worst so, team in the NHL, though, it doesn't matter. We were we were worst team. We were one of the worst teams last year in the NHL. And, uh, well, look who we beat last year, and we we beat a lot of really good playoff teams and beat them by uh, big margins. We put like I believe seven up at one point against Colorado, against uh, St. Louis. You know, even though they're 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 t- they're a young team they're making a lot of mistakes uh they're not a bad team they're not uh you know what i mean like they're they're still yeah. trying to you know find the themselves was last year which we're starting to see the result of that now right and even the devils i'll go two years ago even a lot of the games that they lost last year the devils like you just saw a lot of bad hockey you know you saw a lot of mistakes you saw a lot of just these guys are nowhere near where they gotta be and chicago's kind of there but you know occasionally it does click and you end up playing a very good game and I like the way Chicago is, is built right now I think they're going to be a good team for the next couple of years um, especially if they land Bedard well yeah. it looks like they're probably gonna I mean uh, listen they probably weren't crying in their pillow after losing to the, the, the Devils the other night um, you know they're, they're okay with a couple of losses and ending up 32nd in, the, in that lottery I mean they he's going to be a, a franchise changing player uh, I think you right now, any team that's in the hunt, hunt that should be your main priority. Is uh, Don't give a shit about these last two weeks, week and a half of the season. If you're in a position where you could possibly get Bedard, you got to just go and do everything you can to get get it, get there. He yeah, led the yeah. WHL by 36 points. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Man. Yeah, he's a special kid. He really is. Um, that's 57 games. I mean, only or 60. Yeah, how many goals does he have? He's like 70-something? Yeah, 71 or 72 goals. I mean, this is a, a man playing amongst boys right now. He he's really is. Uh, it's gonna he's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, St. Louis can get him. And there's a couple teams that I could picture him going to, you know. But I mean, get but. But know. Bedard in Chicago to me, that's like that's the sexiest place. That was my prediction. Like yeah. I agree. Yeah, like you don't. I don't want. I don't want him going to Columbus. No, not only for the fact that we'd have to see him too often. He doesn't just, want to go to Columbus. Their chance. Yeah. I mean, no. Yeah. You, you know, you, you look Chicago, at Chicago. That's awesome. You look at a team like yeah, Chicago and the roots and the history even there. St. Louis, and, right? I mean, and, and even yeah, I could say St. Louis too. But you look at like Chicago and like you know Taves probably going to be gone next year if he if he decides to to play anymore. He might retire. You lost Kane. 
So now your core guys, uh, who's there? Like Dylan Larkin, right? He's the main dude over there now. Um, they, you know, to get a guy like Connor Bedard in that city on that team, I think it's to be the best thing for Bedard and be, Chicago. Be a fairly quick turnaround for them, and they were just a great team, really. When you yeah. think about it, this is a guy to put you on the map right away. Yes, and Chicago's always been a sexy city where people like to go play as well. So we would not take them as long. Even with us, you know, getting Hughes and all that, they were still kind of, you saw that couple years. For Dard, they could turn around next year. I mean, not saying number one in the league or anything like that, but they could certainly make a lot of noise. Like you said, they're a good, talented young team now. Yeah, I Did like Did you see them. the story about his parent, His parents put out that they can't even, like people are hiding in the bushes at their houses now with this kid? Why? This kid is such a popular kid, Bedard, that they're showing up at restaurants, the paparazzi. This is for a young hockey player. Um, they're in their, outside their house, and they're actually putting out, like it was like a plea in the media basically saying, leave us the hell alone. Canadians this is good. Are crazy. Canadian this is good. We got to tell them to come crazy. play for the Devils then. Yeah. <laughs> nobody bucks you when you're a devil. That's true. There'll be nobody hiding in your bushes, Connor. <laughs> Except Tony. Exactly. So, we'll trade Blackwood for you. Oh, yeah. So let's move on to the second game of the weekend. And that just, I mean, what is there to fucking say? I, I mean, I'll let you guys go. I mean, it was bad. It was a 6-1 loss to Winnipeg. Um you know, there's there's a whole lot that we can talk about, but you know what? You let you guys go ahead, Tone. What's your your synopsis? Okay, I thought the game sucked. Obviously, <laughs> uh, sure. I thought, yeah, I, it was like it was actually it reminded me of a game from like two years ago, by this time of year, where you're just you know, it's just waiting for that third period for me to go to bed. I'm like, it's it's like okay, this is just a slaughter. Um, I thought the goaltending was obviously bad. You had uh, Vanacek, I mean, who gave up with 17, 21 shots, uh, seven, 17 saves on 21 shots in Blackwood. Yeah, but how much of that do you actually put on Vanacek? Because to, to me, like a lot of those goals, like yeah, you, you, we were just we were just leaving him hanging out to dry all night. It, that was the thing that was so upsetting to me. In their defense, I'll say, hey, you know, it's back to back. They got hurt. They got to the hotel between 2.30 and 3.30 in the morning. So, I mean, they're... There is something, you know, so, I mean, it was a t- Jets play us hard. Jets had a win. There's a lot of things on that table. I was not impressed with the Devils playing. I know we, we have talked about the fact that, you know, this is, okay, I don't mind if the, some, you know, we don't mind if the Devils lose a few games, but I, I really wish we were playing a little bit better right now going into the playoffs because um, I think we're playing teams that are, we can say, okay, it's that time of year, but there's some teams that aren't slowing down at all right now. They're just wrong. Well, you know? I, I agree. I mean, I think you got a, a you're going to be facing tonight a team in in Pittsburgh that is desperate for points. They're going to be coming at you. They're going to be hungry. Uh, we do have the game on Thursday against Columbus, which basically is you know Columbus is not they're not playing for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Saturday, the big one against Boston. Uh, you know, it's, it, I am I I get what you're saying. You know, it, that being the last of the back-to-backs, that's true. Hopefully, they won't have any kind of because they just didn't show up. They just uh, the effort yeah, wasn't it was, there. It was just an ugly game all the way around. I really hope that they can turn it around against Pittsburgh and Columbus. And I'm really, really interested to see how we match up against Boston. Even though by that point, you know, who knows how much is really going to be at stake? Um, definitely for Boston, not much. Uh, you know, they have nothing else to play for. They've wrapped up the Nice to see Nico trophy. break up that shutout, though, right? I mean, uh, at least that happened. You know, I, I, and that was really the only thing that, I mean, by the third period that you were even looking for, right? You know, that, that Winnipeg game was just, you know, just don't shut us out. You know, let's, I just, I really want to get through this season being, without having, without have been shut out. Um, yeah. I'd like it's to get there. It's only us in Toronto. Yeah, only that's it Toronto right now. Right now. So, Bobby. Well, I think the thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Tom. No, I was just going to talk about the wild card, but go ahead, Bobby, because what's, it does it with Pittsburgh right now. Yeah, yeah. curious I, what you I, think about the yeah the the Winnipeg game. I was going to start with the positive, and that what I saw from a team at the end, even though it meant nothing, was digging really hard to get that goal. That meant something to them. Yeah. Um, they wanted to do that. I actually need your help with a little bit of that game because I did not see the whole thing. You're lucky. Um, I came on. It was like four nothing, and I had every intention at that point of saying, "Well, I'm not going to watch this game now because we had some other things going on." And it just kind of stayed on the periphery on the TV, and I actually wound up uh, watching it half there, then kind of half on my phone as we were getting some other things done. And I don't really understand what I saw. I, I, I saw the highlights, and then what I saw through the later half, was it, was it all lack of effort? Because I saw a lot of effort towards the end that wasn't paying off. I don't know how the beginning kind of went. It was, it was great goaltending, too. I mean, Hellebuck was Yeah, I mean, Hellebuck was playing good. And from And 
I mean, what I gathered from the game, it was, again, just mostly those defensive lapses. Just guys just being in the wrong position, giving up odd man rushes, breakaways, two-on-ones, whatever. Um, and just, uh, you know, the first couple, I think it was Hamilton got caught a few times. Just being in just stupid mistakes. Just Chris, think, didn't you think Hamilton had a sloppy game? I thought that I was thought, a... I thought everybody had a sloppy game in that game, but especially I thought Hamilton had a sloppy game. Yeah. I thought Siegenthaler had a sloppy game, and I thought that Severson had a sloppy game. When, I thought When Hamilton has a sloppy game, it's it's pretty obvious. Um, the, he makes some glaring mistakes. Yeah. Some um, lackadaisical Bad decisions. Plays. A lot of bad decisions. Well, it's a little weird to see that. Well, I mean, look, him. you know, Dougie Hamilton is not and never has been a shutdown you know, great oh. defenseman, you know, and, and, and I think that so when he does make the mistakes, cause he's got to be in position, he has to make those plays. He's not, you know, a Scott Stevens guy or even Ken Danico type of guy who's going to be in the right spot all the time and stuff. He's constantly looking to press the puck up the ice and that's all he's and there I'm for. Fine with that. I'm I am too. But role. when, love the guy. But when but you yeah, are, when you're tough. back there, I do want to see him be a little bit more physical. I'd like to see him, uh, do that, and I, you know, he does get out of position sometimes, but he makes up for it with his offense. Um, I thought that Severson had a rough game, and I thought Siegenthaler had a rough game. I thought Graves and Marino played pretty well. Um, again, though, like you have Vanacek out there, and you just, you know, he's got no shot on a lot of these goals. I mean, he just, I don't give a shit who you are, you're not going to stop it. And, you know, we got to play a lot better than that in front of him. Um, you know, they played. Like you guys said, yeah, they, they, they played – I thought they played a lot better in front of Mackenzie Blackwood on Saturday than they did in front of uh, Vanacek on Sunday. And uh, But Vanacek, I just had no shot. I really hope he's in net tonight. I hope they he just – Okay, tonight. good. Just give him the reins again. You know, just kind of a boy. We know we're not putting this loss on you. we got to put it behind us. And, you know, Tony, you were right about, you know, it is. it was the, the – they got there late, the, the tail end of a back-to-back – it is the last back-to-back. They don't have to deal with that anymore. So maybe now they can kind of just focus on these last four or five games and get ready for the playoffs. Bobby, what's up? So I just want to make sure that I'm clear because, it, again, it's kind of a little bit of a negative tone here. I'm not bashing this team at all for the, for what, the way they're kind of playing these last few. Um, it's just a weird dynamic when you think about it. I'm on the record just last week saying when it's really – when we are up against it, when it is our playoff game, uh, that's when we, they haven't let us down at all. But it seems like when it's everything to another team, we're kind of getting beat. Now, that's both good and bad because come playoff time, every game is everything to both teams. So I have all the confidence in the world this team's going to come out. But that's the only disconcerting part. Like, I get you're going to have rough nights, and I get Winnipeg plays this tough anyway, and they came in late, all those things. It's the end of the year. I get it. I just That's the one thing that kind of stands out to me when it's – hey, this is for first place, or this is, you know, to beat the Rangers who you're going to play. They really do show up. And when it's some other team's version of that, they've been getting kind of beat hard. And so you're kind of saying you want to see them play spoiler a little bit more because they are in a position that they can this year. You know, yeah. I mean, they, when you do have a team that's out there and they, they need every point, you know, you want to be that buzzsaw that they run into and you say, no, you're not going to get – you're not getting into the playoffs through us. You know, that, that's – yeah, I agree. Uh, it does kind of seem like that, and it does – you know, like it's going to make it kind of interesting. And that's why I go back to that Chicago game. You go back to a game like that, which really had no implications for either team. And it was just two teams going out there, whatever effort they put out there, the better team's going to win. And we were. I expect that to happen uh, in tomorrow, or Thursday night against Columbus. I really do. I expect us to go in there and just do what we did to Chicago. Spank them. Uh, tonight's going to be a tough game, but we play uh, Pittsburgh really good. And I know, Tony, you and I, we disagree on this uh, all the time, but like when we play a team built, and I'll put Winnipeg in that system, the Islanders, uh, those are very, Boston, those are teams that are built differently. They're built for, in my opinion, to roll four lines, to play physical hockey. They're not going to be as fast as the Devils or Edmonton or stuff like that, but they're going to wear you down with their four lines and unbelievable goaltending. And they play a physical game, more veteran leadership on the teams and stuff. When we face teams like that, we have trouble. And that's why I think the Islanders are... I'll go back, and I said it to you guys, I'll, I'll say it. I think the Rangers in the first round is our best draw. I really do. 
I do not want anybody else. I want the Rangers. I'm not saying they're going to win six or seven. I just think as far as the teams match up, I think we match up best against the Rangers. I agree with you on that, actually. Um, you know, I... I I, and I think we're a four four line team too now. I think our fourth line is nice. We can roll with that now. Uh, and we have Bastion back tonight. Right? Yeah, Bastion out tonight. Bastion's yeah. out. You know, I, I know. You, I don't know if you guys know they sent foot down to the minors, so that's fine. He's back in Utica. No, yeah, that's fine. You know, as long as Bastion's back. Um, yeah, Bastion's back. Sharon Govich is out, and because I mean, Sharon Govich, it, you know, if you look at his, the, it makes sense. He's the I think he's negative six, and I know that you know he's been up and down in the, the media booth, not playing, so it's not you know. Let me let me ask you guys this. Um, you know, bat, the, the lines that we have tonight and set and and tone. I believe you sent them over. I'm just going to take a quick look, and I just wanted your guys' opinion on something here. So, do 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 do. Did you send that to all of us, Tone? Yes. Okay. Yes. So on our line, so we have Tatar, Heisher, Mercer. That's our like first that line. Together. Right, we're happy with that. That that Hughes Brat Palat line seems to be, you know, I think real close to popping. I love our third line lately of Holla Meyer Boquist. I love that line. So now we have our BMW line back with Wood, McLeod, and Bastion. Now what I was gonna ask you guys was this line this is the lineup that, you know, our main lineup and, and probably Bastion would be in and out for maybe Lazar and and uh, certain guys like that. But if Lazar is definitely going to be out for the long term, uh, do you guys see Sharon Govich working his way into this lineup too much more? Like it looks like if everyone stays healthy, this is pretty much going to be our lineup. You know, maybe a guy here or there like a Geertsen or something. If we run into some trouble, we need some muscle in a game or two. But for the most part, I mean. I, I would be very happy with these lines rolling into the playoffs. What about you guys? Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is pretty much what we're going to see. Um, I love, I really like the Tatar line with Mercer, uh, and he's here. I don't know, like I said, I think Nico's been so impressive this year. I really like that line, and I, the, um, you know, and Timu. I mean, the last. What about that fucking Timo. wraparound the other night? Timo, what about that wraparound the other night? Oh, it was a thing of beauty. That wraparound was one of the nicest wraparounds I've ever seen in my life. It was really I was going to get wrapped around. I'd want to be wrapped around by him. <laughs> I know you nice, do. That's a reach around. Does anyone want to hear what Lindy had to say about the uh, Edmonton game? I mean, not the Edmonton game, the Winnipeg game. <laughs> anyone? Sure. Yep. All right. Let's hear what Lindy had to say about that. Lindy, was this a case of fatigue and just how do you sort of evaluate what happened out there tonight for your team? Uh, I'm not going to stand here and make excuses. Uh, they were faster. Uh, they were better in all areas of the ice. Um, they were just a better team. They won the foot races. They, uh, they played better than we did. What do you take from this or do nothing. you throw it away? Yeah. Nothing. I take nothing except disappointment. I mean, really, what else could you say? And he's 100% right. Like, you know, what, there's, what, what is there to say? They just outplayed us. Like, there was how rare is it to see the outfit? Yeah. I, I felt like they looked faster, too. Oh, yeah. And they were just outplayed us. Like, there wasn't where you can sit there and say, oh, that one play, that one penalty, that this or that. There was, there was no time in that game where the Devils were even in it. I mean, it was, it was Winnipeg. A disaster. Yeah, Winnipeg. And oh. hopefully, again, you take the positive from this. The devil's got to look in the mirror. They really do and say, we're way better than that. So, you know, I fully expect the rebound Pittsburgh like they always do. But, yeah, he's right. It was, it was just a mess. One yeah. of those games. Yeah, it was. And, you know, and like, you know, we talked about it, being able to bounce back and being able to, uh, you know, not have recurring games like they did on Sunday. You know, uh, they rarely would go out and have a stinker two nights in a row. Yeah, even in this last month where it's kind of been good game, bad game, two good games, fairly bad game, it, it hasn't been two sinkers in a row. They've come back pretty good on the second night. Yeah, and I, I do agree. I expect them to come out tonight and play with a lot of fire. Um, and tonight's going to be tough. I mean, you got, you know, look at that the wild card right now. It's a battle for Islanders. You know, Islanders, they have what? they are four games left, okay? Pittsburgh has five games left. You know, what about um, Florida? 
And Florida has five games left. So okay, you have so. Islanders have not 87 points. Pittsburgh has 86 points. Florida has 85 points. Buffalo has 81. Then Ottawa and then Washington at the bottom. I think but, we can pretty much say that the Buffalo from Buffalo and them they're not really going to be in there. No. So so we're talking Islanders we're talking Florida Islanders and Pittsburgh for those yes. last two spots. And, and Florida's scary right now. Florida's very scary right now. And Florida and. Pittsburgh, if I got that correct, have a game in hand over... Um, yes, the Islanders have four games left, and the other two are five games left. All right, well, you know, that could be a, that could be a good thing. Because, yeah, I mean, Islanders are that team out of... And, I, I mean, Florida, I think, can do some damage. But to me, the Islanders are that scary team that if they get in, they can make a run. Um, you know, but Pittsburgh, for Pittsburgh to have a legit shot to get in, they have to win tonight. Tonight. We don't want them to. It's, it's and a I'll be honest, I don't think Pittsburgh is that great this year. I've watched them play a lot. They're not. I mean, I you know, goaltending has been good for them a little in some time, you know, I mean, but I just, uh, I mean, to me, Florida is scared. I would rather play Pittsburgh in the playoffs than Florida and definitely the Islanders, um, you know. I, Florida- I, out of those three, I would rather take Pittsburgh over any of them. Yeah. I'd, I'd go Pittsburgh. I would very apprehensively want Florida at that point and then the Islanders. So, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's scary. Uh, whoever gets stuck with them. That's why I, I'm telling you, I'm very ha- comfortable with uh, the Rangers. I just, I like the way we, we match up. So I got something here. I want to kind of go over this real quick. This is from Bleacher Report. Adam Gretz from Bleacher Report has ranking the eight deepest teams in the NHL this season. So we'll go through them and... So, Bobby, before we start, uh, Tony already knows this, so I'm not going to ask him. Where do you think the Devils are, if at all, in the eight deepest teams going into the playoffs? (laughs) I'm going to say they're sixth. They're not, but you know, maybe next time don't <laughs> listen. Don't I'm listen to Tony. <laughs> so, wait, wait, what are you going? I, I, I mean, third or fourth seems logical. You got to pick one. <laughs> one through six. Then I'm I'm gonna go third. All oh. year it's been the top Eastern Bobby Conference. Bobby says number three, number eight, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they have of course write ups and stuff. We don't have to go over all that. Number seven, Seattle Kraken. They have thirteen players with at least ten goals, eight players with at least fifteen goals, and their bottom six might be one of the most effective depth groups in the league. It is offense by committee, and it works very well. That's what he little write a little blurb about the Kraken. Number six is our our tribal New York Rangers. All right, number five, the Edmonton Oilers. Number four, Colorado Avalanche. Number three, the New Jersey Devils. Way to go, Bob. So he writes here, I'll read what he writes about the Devils. The New Jersey Devils have burst onto the scene this season as bona fide Stanley Cup contenders after missing the playoffs in 10 of the past 11 seasons and each of the previous four. It has been the perfect storm of a young, talented core all emerging at the same time, combined with some shrewd veteran additions in recent years from Dougie Hamilton, Jonas Siegenthaler, John Marino, on defense to Andre Palat, Thomas Tatar, and Timo Meyer as forward. They're young, they're fast, they're skilled, they're loaded with offensive firepower. Is it the best team the Devils have ever had? Absolutely not. But it might be one of their most exciting. Because even when the Devils were winning Stanley Cups in the 90s and early 2000s, they were not doing it with this sort of skill on offense. After the trade deadline acquisition of Meyer, the Devils now boast four 30-goal scorers this season and 10 players with at least 10 goals. With When neither Hughes nor Heischer, their top two centers and scorers, are on the ice during 5-on-5 five five play, the Devils still outscore their opponents and have a sizable edge at scoring chances and expected goals. That is exactly what you want to see from your depth. If you have a core of stars at the top of the lineup who can dominate and a bottom six that can keep you on the positive side of the score sheet, you are going to have a real chance come playoff time. It's 100% right. Nothing wrong with Yeah. Number two, they have the Carolina Hurricanes. And, of course, number one is Boston. Boston. Um, but we're there, man. According, you know, I mean, all the odds uh, going into the playoffs. It goes, back to, it goes back to your question about the lineups that I didn't chime in on yet. But, you know, when you look at the way what we have going tonight, 
for me, is basically your playoff lineup. I think Sharon Govich is that guy that maybe you sprinkle in a game here and there, and he might even pop you in that goal for that one game. But he's not going to be a mainstay, not when he got bashed in there. But what I really like is that as presently constituted, you got Timo Meyer on the third line. That's an amazing threat. And then if you don't like that, oh, you just shift him up and you bring Palat down, who's a playoff warrior. So, I mean, that's just incredible uh, what we got rolling on those. I, you know, call it lines one and two. I like one through three. And then four is kind of their own environment. I love them too. So. I, I mean, you, you don't have too many teams that can bode uh, 30 goal scorers on their first line, second line, third line. Um, and we can. And that hollow Meyer um, uh, line, I think, has potential to do uh, amazing things. And now, if you can put that Heischer line out against uh, uh, any other team's number one offensive line, and they can shut them down, you still have three lines that can go out there and score. That fourth line can go and bang, and they're going to get ice time. And if they start contributing with some goals, they're going to get plenty of ice time in the playoffs. That third line can go up against any offensive line and shut them down. Um, you know, Meyer's still a little shaky uh, defensively, but I like the other guys on that line. I, I love, I mean, our four lines, they match up good. I mean, if these match guys stay up. healthy... How the other teams mat- try to match up on our lines is what's going to be the most interesting yes. kind of subplot of the playoffs. Because if you really want to, you know, all right, we're going to take down you know the Hughes line, right? Which I think would probably be their first thought as far as the offensive line. And like you said, you got Heischer in there is having a phenomenal year, and that line is just incredible. And then if you're blocking them too, that third line comes after you. Our fourth line, and then if the fourth line starts scoring goals like they were before, now the team's sitting there going, well, how we got to play somebody else against the fourth line, and we can't put our fourth line against them. So, yeah, it could spiral quick, man. Like, it really and, can. And when you go and look at Gerard Gallant, you know, and what he does with the Rangers, and last year in the playoffs he did this, and it, used to, it was driving me crazy. And I remember arguing with a bunch of guys at work that are big Ranger fans, and I'd be like, your coach does not – match lines at all like he has no problem with doing that and then I saw Gallant in like an interview after like the third game of the playoffs when they were talking about against Pittsburgh he goes oh I don't like matching lines I feel like every guy every line should be able to play against every other line no absolutely not it's not how you build a playoff roster like it's just not to me like if he's really going to throw any old line out against the Hughes line or the Heischer line come playoff time we're going to match up exactly the way we want, and we're going to dominate them. And that's what I think we can do with the, against the Rangers. The I've only never thing, heard a coach say that. That's really odd to me. He does not I believe. Mean, so yeah, we're just going to throw out our fourth line against Jack Doesn't Hughes, matter. I believe all my guys can do play wherever. Um, and he just refuses to do it. Tom, what do you think? I, I First of all, I agree about the Gallant thing. I, that makes no sense to me at all. Um, I don't know how he, you know but about the Lions. I think, you know, the I think the Devils' best matchup against the Rangers, I think that we could beat them. I think it'll go six or seven. I think that, uh, like you said, I think with with uh, Myers, he's just getting better and better as we watch those games. I mean, this guy is just starting to really step it up. I mean, Jack Hughes, I mean, what, he just broke Kirk Moeller's record for uh, youngest player yeah. with, 90, with 90 points in a season, single season. I mean, and I'm going to go back to Nico again. I mean, I know people were giving Nico for some. I mean, when they gave him the C, I remember people were bitching. I I'm a Nico fan. I like Nico. I I mean that guy. I, we watched him grow up. I think he's such a solid player. And so, I mean, that's one thing about our drafts. You think about the guys that we you know, the uh, with the youth the youth draft and stuff. Imagine if we would have got the other guys. The guys you we know. didn't pick. Yeah. Patrick. I mean, Patrick's not even playing. I mean, I feel bad for Nolan Patrick though. Actually, you know, because he's not even playing I anymore. I don't believe. He had so much head in, like, injuries. I think he's done, um, you know. But I think the Devils. I'm just. I gotta admit, the last couple games. I, sometimes I say to myself, man, I wonder what team's gonna show up in the playoffs. You know, like you can't play like you played against Winnipeg in the playoffs. You know, that's not gonna. And every team you play in the playoffs is gonna be playing like it's the must-win games. You know, I mean, it's gonna be a, such a fast-paced thing. And the great thing is, we're a fast team. So this is from. Uh... 11 months ago, and uh, from Blue Sea, Rangers' lack of adjustment falls on Gallant's shoulders. And this is the article. And uh, just going on about it during the Penguin series, especially. Uh, he didn't do anything. No lineup adjustments, nothing. Just hoping everything would work out. Said he can play all his, all, wants to play all his lines, you know, against whoever. And they should all be able 
to play wherever I put them. Yeah, that's a terrible fucking logic when it comes to how you're coaching your team. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Bobby, tonight, Pittsburgh, tomorrow, Columbus, Saturday, Boston. What do you think? Give me your three three game predictions, little hot takes on them, and we'll go from I, I, there. I got to have to blend what I've said in the past with where we currently are. And because of the last game, I just feel like they're definitely going to rebound this game. They have to. It's everything for Pittsburgh, which should mean it's everything for us. And they have to dominate Columbus. No bullshit. Are, no loss. Are the next two at home? Yes. Okay, so we only go to Boston this week. Right, okay. and then so I got I got two straight wins, and I said a couple weeks ago that they will beat Boston. So now I'm going to three straight wins. I know all of a sudden you're like, well, where, when are you going to lose? Well, they haven't been playing great. It, it's easy. For, I could sit here right now and go, I eh, think could probably lose the Pittsburgh game, and they could. But I just really feel this team rebounds, so they're winning tonight. No excuse to lose on Thursday, and Boston means everything on Saturday. So, so what about what about uh, your goaltending for the week? Vanacek tonight, Blackwood will be Thursday, and Vanacek will be Saturday. Okay, Tom. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, Columbus we have to beat. Pittsburgh's going to be tough tonight, I think. I mean, and I, when people are hearing this, we could have already beat them, hopefully. Um, and, you know, when it comes to – and then, then the, what's the last game, Washington? Time I think Washington's all going to – Well, we have Boston uh, on Boston, Saturday. And Boston, then... uh, that's going to be a tough game. I mean, hopefully we win. I don't know. I mean, you know, that's going to be one of those – I would love to see us beat them. Um, and when it comes to the Capitals game, I think it's all going to matter what the standings are. Who are we going to play? Are we just going to – if it's the last game of the year and it means nothing to us, are we really going to play everybody and give if, risk injury? If we don't win in Boston on Saturday, and there's a pretty good chance that we're going to – our seat's going to be solidified by then. I'll still – until we mathematically can't take first place, I'll go – I'll still say we're going to take it. Well, um, what's it now, them. Bobby? What are they? One, what's what's uh, Carolina 107 now? points yeah it's looking a lot less likely i know this um but if we don't win boston on saturday i could see both the buffalo and the washington game being just kind of throw-ins well the thing that i think we have to look forward to when it comes to yeah and and like i said my main thing i have two things that i want to see for these next five games uh and to be 100 percent honest with you i can give two shits whether it's a win or loss i don't care uh, I want to see that we get through this without any injuries. That's my, my first, my main thing. We have five games left. Chris, Wait. when you saw Meyer go down the other night. Bro, I, I, <laughs> did and you, you know, like... I was watching, you know, I was watching the game on delay because I had texted you that, that I was watching Bobby, on did delay. did you see that? So, no, I didn't see him go down. I knew uh, that, that Tony had already watched it. So as soon as he, he was coming around, he was behind the, the net he got hit and tripped up and his face kind of got pulled down like kind of kind of like slid down the glass and then hit the end boards and oh, then he, so so his face was you know he got he got his head knocked around a little bit but it looked a lot worse than it was and as soon as it happened I texted Tony please tell me Is Myers okay? okay like I'm like you know cuz I knew he already saw it and the last thing I wanted to hear was like him come back and be like yeah no he never came back out there and i so, wanted to text chris when i saw it and been like dude uh, i was like my heart stopped i was like there this might be our season well i'm gonna be watching <laughs> i'm gonna be watching tonight's on a delay too because i'm watching my wife and i are watching uh yellow jackets have you guys heard of this show no it's pretty fucking awesome actually um so it, it it's season two just came out i think it's on showtime we're watching it on like paramount plus or whatever so it's a, it takes place in Jersey uh, back in like 93, uh, high school soccer team, girls soccer team, they're on their way to nationals, the plane goes down in the wilderness, the Pacific Northwest, and so now it kind of flashes back to present day with the survivors that that made it and and then flashing back to what they did, and, and at first I thought it was going to just be like kind of Lord of the Flies-ish, like for a female Lord of the Flies. Still alive, right? Yeah, like and it, frozen butt cheek it, it got well. They that. get there, and it gets a little. Uh, and now there's some supernatural shit that's going on, but it, it's uh-huh. pretty cool. Um, and Tone, I think you would you would dig it. Um, yeah, it's got like it's kind of like a horror 
feel to it, uh, but it's it's pretty good. Uh, Juliet Lewis and show. Christina Ricci's in it. It, it. So yeah, we're gonna watch a couple episodes of that, and then I'll just jump on and watch the, watch the game. But the, the second thing, so one thing is no injuries. Of course, yes, I want them to tighten it up. I want them to, you know, tune everything up and look good for the playoffs. But at the same time, there's that piece of me. It's like this team has a hundred plus points this year. They're gonna be okay once we get into the playoffs. We know how they can play. So, you know, now you just got to go and do it. The second thing is we are going to have some time. I want to see Luke Hughes. So let's get Luke Hughes in here for a couple of games. Uh, I know that they play Thursday. If he loses, he'll be available for the game uh, against Boston. And also the final two, Buffalo and, and Washington, which Wouldn't he will be. would be exciting? Oh, Roman right against Boston. Oh. Say, here you go, kid. Yeah. Show us what you can do. Yeah, and just go out there and. You know, show Charlie McAvoy how to play defense. There you go. Wouldn't that be great? He was almost here already. Hughes is actually – they were about to they get only, Yeah, they, if it wasn't for him, he would be here. <laughs> yeah, he, he got, scored that he get, the, Yeah, he scored the late goal. scoring, dude. Yeah, he exactly. We need you. I don't care about the fucking Wolverines, you know. But <laughs> All right, so, so Bobby, you got three wins. Yeah. Tone? I'm going to go two and two. I'm going to go two and two. And I'm we only have three games and... this week. So what other game are you doing? Well, I'm going all the rest of the Was there four games left after tonight, five. right? Four games five after games. tonight. Yes, yeah, five games tonight, left. I'm, yeah, so, I'm not talking about tonight. All right, so um, you're going to say you're going to give us what you want for four. Columbus, Boston, Buffalo, and Washington. Washington. And okay. Washington, like I said, that's going to come down to where we're at, if there's any like importance to that game. Um, and I think it's going to be Vanacek three games and Blackwood one game. Um that's that uh, goaltending wise, how it's going to be handed out. I think Vanacek will play against uh, Boston because I think that's obviously the team you want it. You, we want him to. You think Blackwood's only playing against Columbus, and then we're not going to yeah. see him. Yeah, and maybe I Washington, I guess, or one of the. Yeah, I could see him. I agree with you. I could see him in the Washington game. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if everything's solidified and you just give V the extra day's rest, so I, I'll go with those two. So Thursday night, and then the final game, we will see Blackwood. We will see Luke Hughes in. He will make this team. Uh, let's see. I'll count tonight. Five games left. We go. Um, we go four and one. In our final five, we lose the last game of the year to Washington. I'm got us winning the next four out of five. And now, do you guys think the Rangers pass us? No. Whether you care or not, if not. they do, do you think they do? No. I just think. My, I said this before. Like I think those three teams, when it comes to the Rangers, the Devils, and the um, the Hurricanes. I think all three are just too good to really move too far either up or down in those standings. I just think, you know, the Rangers can end up winning four out of five, but we're going to probably do that too. So, you know, I just don't see us, unless we completely just decide that we're not going to show up this last week, I don't think the Rangers are going to catch us. What do you think, Bob? If home ice is still on the line, that might change everything they do, to be honest with you. I don't think they want the Rangers taking our home ice. No, I, I don't. But I, I don't think so anything's going to change. Case, if, if it came down to Thursday night's game being that important, you know, I still, I'm not saying they would play, you know, V over Blackwood, but I think the team would see the significance of it more. But I don't think it's going to come down to that. I really think we're going to be locked in by Tuesday at the latest. All right, well, let's and do. Thursday's going to be a wash. Let's do one this quick little exercise. First time I've ever dealt with Ranger trolls, by the way, on the, the Twitter. Oh, that we when got that, you know, when the Devils played the Rangers. What I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start, I can start keeping some of those comments. It's Yeah, they started like, it was other Ranger fans tagging us, like, check out this site. Like, because the Ranger fans, man, they get nasty. You know, they're oh, totally yeah. like, I don't answer any. I'm like, I only answer you if you have, like, you're a Devil fan. But like, I started seeing that when we, we started we were playing the Rangers. They started going around the page. You start seeing it now. Like, there's a little troll. Yeah, you got to start bringing that out because I'm trying to follow the Twitter, but there's so much activity. I'm not seeing when we get, like, a specific comment. You I want to know who's commenting on our look stuff. Look at the threads on the, on the bubbles, and it's all in there. I will say we this getting- to any listener. If you do have any kind of direct question or anything that you want us to discuss on the show, the best probably to email us at unclepuckers at gmail.com as opposed to Twitter or Instagram. Or anything else. Uh, we love those uh, social media pages. They're a lot of fun. But if you want to directly interact with us and have questions or comments or critiques or ideas, or you want to be a part of the show in any way, unclepuckers at gmail.com. We will absolutely get back to you. We will read your stuff on the air. And uh, hopefully you can be uh, a part of us uh, and this ground floor of building a community of devil fans, like-minded devil fans that just really want to see this team win Stanley Cups before the New York Rangers do. And comments are good. I I noticed that people go back and forth a little bit on there, you know, but they, like the Devil fans, you can always tell, like I actually posted as a Chris Terreri thing I posted, 
And man, I, I was, you know, and of course I know Chris Terraria. You guys know Chris Terraria. We're old. We, uh, the love for Chris Terraria, I was really impressed. That's awesome. Man. That's awesome. Yeah, I was really as well, impressed. As well, he like, should have it. He deserves it. It was probably our most popular post, I think, of like, of these uh, old players and, and people just love Terraria, man. I was and like, Terraria oh. was loved. I mean, he was definitely yeah. loved by this team. But real quick before uh, we finish up, what is the Rangers' remaining schedule? Let's let's do a quick of who do they have for their final game. I know that. I do know. Does it's anyone tough. have? I know Bobby's I'll got it. it. So no, I'd have to pull it up. Pull it out, Bobby. Pull it out. Pull it out. There. Let's see it. Show us the goods. All right. So, because I want to see, uh, like, where do we logically think? I just that heard the Rangers... schedule tonight too, and it is tough. It's a, actually a tough one they have left. Look, the thing that scares me the most about playing the Rangers is the fact that we could lose to the Rangers. Like, I the idea of possibly losing the fucking Rangers makes me sick. Because that's being stomach. honest. Because as as Devil fans, we could be like, we're gonna kill that. You know, we always talk. That's what's the hardest thing about this show for me is sometimes. I'm like, man, I don't want to really say how I feel because I'm a Devils fan. I hate to feel this way. Well, but it's like, one thing to be like to to speak the way that you really feel. If you, if it's truly I you have feel, yeah. you, you could back it up. Like you know, yeah. yeah. Do I? I know that yes, the Rangers can beat us in the postseason. I know that. But when I look at how we match up, I don't care if it's the fucking Rangers or if it was the Boston sitting at three or whatever. We match up best against them. They give us, in my opinion, our best opportunity to win. And if I'm a Ranger fan, I think their problem is, their logic is, we can we have the better goaltender. We can win in the playoffs. They don't know. I don't think that they really realize what is going on over here in New Jersey and what this team is really about. Because I, I think do they think do a little bit now. I, I, I'm gonna talk about their fans. I'm not talking yeah. about their fucking the, the team. The team knows what they're doing. Yeah, I know. But saying, fans are starting to get it. I, think, I don't know. Their that. fans, I think, most of them are just too fucking ignorant. They are just too much bathed in that uh, New York media hype that just fucking is on 24 seven. There, it's all the Rangers. You know, it was. I mean, you would have honestly thought that when they traded for Patrick Kane, that they won the fucking Stanley Cup. Like the amount of insane nonsense that the media was talking over here. I mean, just yeah. just bring the cup. I am impressed. He has been impressive. And I get him credit. Sure, he's a fantastic player. Yeah. But at the same time, every team making the playoffs has a shot to win 16 games and pull the cup down. I, I'm just tired. You guys have been in existence almost three times longer than we do, and you have one more Stanley Cup than we do. And I'll even go far saying... The Devils will win another one before the Rangers, and I totally believe that. You last know time you said that, it came true. Yeah, you know what bugs I said me last. I said three last time, and, they, right. and it came true. Yeah. Well, what yeah. really bugs me is that, like, with the whole, even with the, going back to the Kane thing, is man, it just drives me crazy that th- these guys want to go there so bad. Like, he was like, he was upset that they picked up the uh, what's his name first. If Patrick yeah. Kane doesn't piss and moan like a small little child. All right, that he wasn't drafted or traded to the Rangers, the Rangers never would have gotten him. They would have sat on Tarasenko and never even would have made a move for him. But it was that's all you heard was Patrick Kane was really upset. So Chris Drury, I guess, just well, he really wants to come here. Let's make it work, and he made it happen. Okay, wonderful. But like, again, you haven't won anything. You know, I mean, everyone was talking. I mean, the Patrick to me, we got the fastest fucking Ferrari in the lot. At trade deadline time. We had the most beautiful car. Everybody wanted that car. We went out and got that fucking car. And they were still talking about the old car that used to be really fast that another team got, you know, just the other day. That was the better car. No, but this is the best, fastest car in this entire lot. No, no, no. We want the really old one. We won three championships way back when, but that's who they want. I'm sorry. I take fucking Timo Meyer over Patrick Kane, ancient Patrick Kane, any day of the week. Uh, just how I feel. And if I'm I think a, anyone Ranger, would, I think the Rangers would have also. Yeah, but and you I know think... what? It, during that game, though, I tell you, like I did feel Kane's presence because he is still, I mean, a hell of a hockey player. Yeah. And when he had the puck and he was up in the corners, I was like, you know, at any moment now he could just snipe that pass in. In fact, I saw and heard a lot more of him. And some of the other guys, and that's what I was really proud about about that game. Like I don't think I heard Sabanjev's name once. Well, that's like, the thing. I, I'll just, say this about the Rangers: he's a devil killer, Mika. He, he is a devil killer. The, 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 but the the Rangers, to me, that really that I watched that scared me come playoff time is 
the guys, Tarasenko and Kane, the guys that they picked up. This nobody on that team, that roster right now, really scares me. That those two though, they scare me because they have Lots all the experience. And and I mean, Panarin is phenomenal. Um, but I'm just saying, I feel like we can we can match them in almost every single department. That's how I. That's why I feel better about it. I feel like we have better scores. Um, you know, yes, Zabanajad and. Uh, Kreider and Panarin and Kane, these guys are phenomenal. But you can pull at least two, most of our lines three, and and have and you can pick guys that can hang with anyone on the Rangers. Uh, I think the only place the Rangers have the advantage is in goaltending, and that could be the and, difference. Yeah, Shostakovich's a beast. I mean, yeah. everybody knows that. And that could be the difference. Start. Yeah. When the playoffs start, I'm sure we'll have a segment where we do our line matching, although Gallant won't. We yeah. will show what we think it should be. Uh, speaking of, let's talk about the Rangers schedule real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Because I'm not so sure how hard it is other than Tampa Bay tomorrow. Okay, that's going to be a tough one. Definitely and... tough. Followed by a back-to-back with St. Louis Thursday. Another tough one. St. Louis okay. is no fucking joke. Then Saturday against Columbus, who may be dialing it in by then. You we say don't back-to-back? Against St. Louis? Wednesday, Thursday is Tampa Bay, St. Louis. Okay, so, sorry. Back okay. to back. So they, okay. And then they got Columbus? They got Columbus on Saturday. After we beat them on Thursday, they might be just throwing in the towel. Now they have Buffalo on Monday, so that would come down to schedule. Buffalo's playing Buffalo good hockey. Play then. But they are playing good hockey. And the clincher, though, they finish up Thursday of next week against Toronto. Toronto's How tough. Toronto, Tampa. Huh? Tough. You know, if Tampa doesn't, if Toronto doesn't beat Tampa this year, though, then they wait, wait, wait. Yeah. So the Rangers have how many games left? Six, five. They have five. Five. Okay. So they have tomorrow against Tampa. I'm gonna call that a. I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a, a win there. And then they have St. Louis Thursday. I'm gonna give that a loss. Uh, Saturday was. Blue Jackets. I'm going to give them a win. Then what? Buffalo on Monday. Loss. Really? Call yeah. it a loss, huh? All right. And then finish the season Thursday against the Leafs. Loss. I got Rangers winning two of the next five. Their last five. So I, think I have them winning gonna... three of their last five. Losing against uh, Buffalo and the Leafs. Okay. I got Buffalo, Leafs, and St. Louis. So we are in the same two, and I'm taking them to lose on Thursday. What do you got, Bob? I feel like they're likely to win three of five. I'm just I'm not 100% sure. And if it's going to be if Tampa's the loss or St. Louis is the loss, definitely going to lose one of those two. Um, going to lose against Toronto, whether it's because it's the end of the season or not. And, uh, yeah, maybe Buffalo. All right. Yeah. Well, then if that holds true, I think in either of us, I think we're pretty much safe in second place. And if they and... go four and one, similar to us, or even if we go three and two and they go four and one, pending an overtime loss here or there, right. we should keep our spot. And that's it. So uh, I think that we're going to wrap it up now. Get ready and go watch the uh, the Penguin game. And we will get together uh, on Friday or Thursday, I forget. When? Thursday, I believe. Um, Thursday. Yeah, we're going to get together Thursday before the Blue Jacket game. And we will discuss tonight's game. And then we will look towards the uh, Bruins game. So Are we having a devil you know? We are having a devil you know on Thursday. That's me. I will be okay. giving the clues out for that Just so on you Thursday. Know. Yes. It's former Devils. Yeah. I've noticed, I went back and listened to the ones that we did. It's crazy that I actually even say, in the last one that we had the argument with, I say, where would they say, you know, former Devil or an ex-Devil. I actually say those things, but for some reason, Dan just, uh, well, I, I don't listen. No, you just pick somebody out of your ass real fast, Dan and you grab right. somebody, that was this it. This kid's really young, and, and he just scored his 90th point. Yeah, like, like you know, you... you <laughs> You can't just yeah, make up brothers. the rules. I said it five fucking times. I made it perfectly clear the rules, and that was it. So that's it. So now we say you can pick a devil. You can pick a player that played. Uh, has to. They cannot in any way, shape, or form be with this team right now. They could be retired. They can pass. Be dead. They can play. They could be able to play with another team. Doesn't matter. Just not with this team. So like Tone, you can say like Henrik. Or, you know, anyone who, you know, uh, Zetterlin or whatever. Somebody that played with us doesn't have to be Taylor on. Taylor Hall. But they can't be on. Taylor Hall's fine. Yeah. They just can't be on the team now. So that's all. 
So I prefer to use older people. What about Taylor? Do you, before we go really fast, you guys see like, Taylor Hall's hurt. Man, could you, that dude, like, you know, right before they go, it'll be Boston. They, what they have, so it's 60 wins now this season. 60 so what's wins, crazy about that 60th is, win on Sunday. And what's crazy about the record is the Red Wings from 95-96, which is actually the, the year they went to 82 games. Yeah. And I think there's two more wins. So Boston could actually beat that, beat the record, because yes. it's 62 wins is the all-time record, 62. which is insane, you know? Um, Listen, they're a phenomenal hockey Taylor team. Hall is hurt. It'd be a damn shame when they don't win the Cup. They're, look, they're, they're built for it. You know, uh, here's the thing, though. It, the odds are more against them winning the cup than it is Isn't them winning weird? the cup. You know, it's just this is hockey. Detroit it's lost not, that year. What's that? Detroit lost that year in the finals. What, what are you talking about? The year they had 62 wins. What year was and this? 96? Yeah. 95, Col- 96. Yeah. Colorado won the uh, Stanley yeah. Cup that year. Um, uh, yeah. So it, uh, none of that matters. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you've. You see how many times, you know, whoever wins the President's Cup, you don't even think about it as a threat. You know, it's like, oh, they won the President's Trophy. They're not winning it's anything. It's a curse, isn't it, though, they say, yeah, I believe. Well, exactly that's what like they that. say. I mean, if you like believe that, in curses. What is that game, uh, NHL, what is it, the, the cover of the, the ESPN? Is it one of those games, I say, if you wind up on the cover of it, you have a shitty career. I yeah, forget if it's football. there's always been things like Jinx that. Jinx or some shit. Yeah, that's all nonsense. But, you know... I'm sure people would be like, yeah, just give me my check for being on the cover of, you know, NHL 2K, you know. I'll just, I'll take my, you know, $500,000 check. I don't care if it's a jinx. It's, you know, but look, this is, uh, Boston is, definitely has everything in place to make a run. But they, you know, a seven-game series is a seven-game series, man. And it's a lot of things come into play in a seven-game series. And the playoffs meet up. And Team it's not, it, it, seriously, I mean, yeah, and it, it can happen. I mean, it, 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 are you going to be really shocked if Florida gets in at eight and take Boston seven games and win in overtime in game seven to knock Boston out in the first round? You're not going to be shocked, right? That's hockey. That's It happens yeah. all the time. We, seen Colum- we saw Columbus sweep Tampa the yeah. year before they started winning their cups. It happens, I mean. You now, know. I will be surprised if, like, Pittsburgh gets the eighth seed and sweeps Boston. I will say that. That will shock me. But for them to lose a hard-fought first-round seven-game series, I, I mean, sure, it can happen. I'm still I'm still having a hard time with the realization that we can have this good of a season and it literally can be over in a week. I mean, like you know, it's funny you say that because I saw there's these these awesome T-shirts. I saw the, uh, they were selling it. It's uh, the Raise Hell T-shirts that, that they were in the yeah. locker rooms. And it's the playoff shirts, and they're not available till. Cause I was going to order one today, and it's like available April twenty sixth. I was like, man, what if I get one of these goddamn shirts and are knocked out of the playoffs? Yeah, like, best it's a major like, fan season. Like the, yeah. they're going to be available, and you're in Lithuania, so by the time it even gets get to it. you, they could be knocked out of the first round. Oh, there could be kids. There could be kids in other countries, foreign, third world countries, right. wearing them. You know, the knockoff shirts of like the losing teams. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah, I saw those and I was like, man, that would be really depressing if I if I got that and they get knocked out in like the first round. They're not going to get knocked out in the first round. They're going to beat the Rangers in the first round. And when we get together next week and do our, um, so Derek Hall is going to score in the seventh game. Well, the, we have we're going to do our brackets. So next week we're going to get that all set up. So we're going to pick. So we're going to everyone's going to pick our winners, losers from every round right up to a Stanley Cup winner and in how many games. We're going to also have our. You know, Con Smythe, um, you know, our awards and stuff, who we think is going to get him, who first goals, all that fun stuff. So next week is a fun week. I, you know, we got a lot of stuff to do to get ready for the playoffs. So hard. It's going to be so hard not to be a homer on that quiz. <laughs> it's going to be like, devils, devils, devils. Yeah, you know, it, 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 that's, that's where you're going to have to try and find yourself to be able to actually look at it like logically I want to be an analyst. And, I want to be a fan. You know, it's just oh, been such a magical... you could pick the Devils to win the cup. That's fine. Right. I mean, maybe you know, I want to ask you guys before we go too cuz it's such a magical season. It really is in a lot of ways. It's been so awesome. Like what when you guys think of your, all the years you've watched the Devils, what is one moment that sums that sticks in your head? Like besides winning, okay, we won, you know. I mean, I'll start off right away. When Mike Peluso was crying on the ice in 95, man. That summed up a Devils fan. To me that was like that summed up the, the the years before that that we all got kicked in the balls. Ninety four, that bateau. That, that made me like, sick to my goddamn stomach. That a man was crying on the oh, bench. Oh no, dude! I thought it was awesome. In man. hockey, no, I thought there was what not. A I thought it was baby. awesome. That was awesome. Had a little what did you think, Bobby? 
little you know, for Mikey while he was sitting uh, on the Russo, bench. man, that was well, well, get the hell out of here. That was awesome. You're sitting there crying on the bench. I got this vision of Randy McKay jumping up on a glass and holding on to it one hand, like freaking out for scoring an awesome goal. Too, yeah, that's just that's burnt into my head because that was the, kind of my first big year in hockey. So. But I think with Peluso, it just showed that back, you know, for someone like him, the journey to get there, sure. for those kind of players, these, these, you know, back then, what they were called, the goons or whatever, you know, I love Peluso. Like, it was such a, those guys didn't always win cups, you know, it was just like, you know. No, it was, a, that was an awesome moment, Peluso. Uh, that first cup was, like, he, he, right, it was, that was a magical season. And Jimmy and, Dowd. And they're doing... They're doing some magical shit this year, you know? Yeah. I mean, this team, I've said it a million times on this show, man. They are, they will win the Cup within the next three to four years. I completely, absolutely think they will do it. Um, I don't know if it'll be this year, but if I had to pick one moment that kind of sticks in my head, and it's not just about uh, the team, it was about, like, where I was at that time, you know, um, everything about my place in my life and that game would probably be game six, 2000, uh, Arnott's overtime goal. Yeah. And just everything about that, um, you know, I just, when I think about that year of hockey, I go right back to that place. I'm, I'm 23, 24 years old. I know old exactly again, what and, we were doing that yep, night. And, we were, I remember every minute yeah. of it. So it, that, that to me is like a defining moment, but, on that note, we are going to wrap it up and uh, get ready to go watch the Devs whoop some penguin ass. And we will it's zero zero right now in the first. So All right, well we're watching on delay, so don't tell us. I'll see you guys when we. Oh, Uncle Puckers, we'll see you when we see you. Peace.